It's seven o'clock on Monday, the 2nd of November. The headlines. Russia has repatriated the bodies of more than 140 people who died in a plane crash in the Sinai Desert, the country's worst aviation disaster. The BBC News is read by Susan Ray. Militants linked to Islamic State have claimed they brought the flights down, but Moscow and Cairo say there's no proof of that. The airline insists its Airbus 321 had passed all its safety checks. Its remaining planes of the same type are now undergoing emergency inspection as the official investigation into Russia's worst-ever plane crash continues. There is a heartbreaking picture online and in many of the papers this morning of a 10-month-old looking out the airport window before her family boarded the Russian plane that broke up over Egypt on Saturday. She, along with all 224 of those on board, were killed. The head of Russia's air transport agency, Alexander Naradko, told reporters that fragments of the plane were spread across a large area, suggesting that the plane had broken up in the air. The crash site covers a very large area, over 20 square kilometres. As a whole, the area over which the elements of the aircraft have been dispersed is an elongated ellipse, about 8 kilometres long and 4 kilometres wide. All signs attest to the fact that the aircraft disintegrated in the air at a high altitude. Dr Todd Curtis used to be a safety engineer at Boeing and is the author of Understanding Aviation Safety Data. I talked to him earlier about possible causes, given the reports that have emerged since the crash. As the hours progressed into Sunday, it became quite clear that the airplane did break up at high altitude. There was wreckage scattered over a fairly large area. The authorities extended the search area. And the extent of the wreckage was consistent with not only an in-flight breakup, but one that happened at high altitude. And that really made it an interesting case because this kind of in-flight breakup is relatively rare. But the fact that it's happening at, what, I think 10,000 metres or thereabouts, that's too high to be reached by any type of missile that could be used. Well, it can be reached by some types of missiles, but not the types of missiles that are typically carried by the insurgent groups in that area in ISIS. Okay, so if it was terrorism, I mean, it could still be terrorism, but it would have to be a bomb on board. Uh, Given that it was an in-flight breakup, if it were a deliberate act, and there is no evidence to, to that effect, if it were a deliberate act, a bomb would be a much more logical cause than a missile. If it isn't, how you, you make the point that this is very unusual. How could you have in-flight breakup? What's, what could be going wrong with the plane that that happens? Well, in the past, in-flight breakups have been precipitated by a variety of factors, from mid-air collisions to an encounter with severe upper atmospheric weather phenomena to a structural failure due either to, let's say, an onboard fire or to an ongoing corrosive issue with a major part of the airplane. The about the only one of those that can be excluded right now is a weather phenomenon because from all reports, there was no outstanding weather issues along the, the route of flight and certainly no warnings to that effect. And as this is a Russian plane, what is the Russian safety record? It depends on how you look at the safety record. I've been tracking on airsafe.com fairly closely the serious events in the countries of the former Soviet Union since 1990. And there have been roughly 40 events where one or more passengers passengers have been killed on some sort of Russian airliner. Now, granted, a lot of these events were with older Soviet-designed aircraft, Ilyushins, Yaks, etc., aircraft that are increasingly rare in the inventories of Russian airlines. 
Uh, there have been a few events that have been crashes involving modern Western aircraft. There was a crash of a 737 less than a couple of years ago. And some years back, a rather famous crash of an A310 where the captain apparently allowed his teenage son access to the cockpit and that person may have been manipulating the controls causing the aircraft to crash. Now, more to the point, in the last 20 years, Russia and the countries of the former Soviet Union have increasingly adopted aircraft that are commonly used in the rest of the world, Airbus, Boeing, etc., are increasingly using the procedures and the training that's common in the rest of the world. And their operational behavior and their safety record has been more consistent with what you see in the rest of the world. Dr. Todd Curtis, thank you very much. For more information on this event, please visit airsafe.com.